0: thing you say is
1: gold so yeah, there you go well there's a lot to be said for that what, what i was saying is is when you ask the question how are things going i assume that was in reference to you know our fight for humanity's survival and i said maybe a year ago or so that i actually was starting to have some hope because i saw these huge non-sequiturs in the way things normally operate i I live and work in the International Financial Center, one of them in the world, and all the billionaires are are right here. There's more of them per capita live here in the Caribbean, in this particular place in the Caribbean than anywhere else on the planet. So I I am able to observe things as for the last 20 years, how things normally operate, Mm. um, both in the business world and in in people's personal worlds. Mm. And a year ago or so, I started seeing some big changes in how things operate in that industry in in that lifestyle mm. um, that gave me pause to think. Uh, and then I saw more and more non sequiturs. So my foundation is um, the owners of this world, the people that own the private central banking system at the end of the days, the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland had built themselves an empire, a brand new empire um, from which they would rule this, this earth based on the, the goals enumerated in the agenda for the 21st century. And they did that in, in, uh, in Kazakhstan. And what shocked me is when the Kazakhs went to get money out of their bank accounts and couldn't do it without a vaccine identity card, they went, they went nuts. This is in Astana, the capital. And they ended up grabbing the bankers, bringing them out into the streets. They took the doctors who were giving the shots. And likewise, they brought them on the streets. Sometimes they shot them dead. Sometimes they beheaded them. But in most all the cases, they went to that person's house and they burned it down. Mm. Um, And they took control of the banks. They went in and they took the apparatus themselves. This is the new banking empire. Instead of Basel, Switzerland, where BIS is, this was their new home. And yet the Kazakhs took it over with one firefight. Um, the government marshaled together its forces. They kind of met in the street like a, a showdown. And um, the Kazakh people uh, actually won that firefight. The next day, um, the the supposed president of Kazakhstan was reinstalled by Vladimir Putin. That's the non sequitur, right? They had already run that guy out. What and, and by the way, where did the arms come from? How did they win that firefight against government troops? And the reality is that when saber rattling was happening over in Ukraine, um, Putin moved his old armor over there and, and a few thousand troops to begin with. He moved his Spetsnaz and his important, expensive military equipment to Kazakhstan. So in reality, what happened with the Kazakhs you know, taking over their country is they were supported. That, that's the simple reality. And the, the president put back in was beholden, obviously, to Putin himself. And nothing has happened since then. And if you look at the architecture of, um, of Astana, you will find that it is Luciferian in every regard. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Washington, D.C., is Luciferian in, in, in terms of its architecture and the way it's laid out. The same thing. It was built for the owners of this planet. Who no longer possess it. So, what else happens with Russia that's interesting? Uh, Putin kicked out the IMF, the World Bank took their central bank back. Putin tied the ruble uh, to gold. It's 5,000 rubles to uh, a gram of gold. Um, Putin's basically started.
0: declared war against the globalists. He did.
1: He did. And he was supposed to be one of them, right? He went to Klaus Schwab's school, um, right? And I think he double crossed them. And I think that him and Trump together had a conversation um, when you know, Trump was in office. You noted that the relationship was pretty good with Vlad and it drove the lefties nuts. Yep. So if you look at also in terms of Donbats, you see that there are war crimes tribunals taking place. In fact, you'd have to look pretty carefully because it's hidden. But in front of the Security Council in the United Nations, Russia has deposited evidence of the chemical and biological weapons factories the U.S. owned or maintained in, where? Ukraine, Um, right? And there's evidence now leaking out that the original pathogen, this COVID pathogen, um, was produced at least in part by those very same U.S. facilities in Ukraine. There is ample evidence to show that they actually were testing those biological warfare agents on locals, my understanding is that what really forced Putin to invade and take it over was one particular type of pathogen that was designed to kill Slavic people alone mm. and that the risk was too great for that to escape. And there would be no people in Russia anymore, no more Slavs. Mm. And, and so when you, when you have all these things happening and you find that the United Nations security council has buried the evidence, the only way you know about the war crimes tribunal in Astana not in, the standard, in Donbass, is because uh, Human Rights International um, was there complaining about it. How dare they start a war crimes tribunal? This is Russia. They're the bad guys. Right. Now you're seeing a change in public perception because here's Russia. They're promoting family and God, and they haven't killed all the Ukrainian people. They've gone and protected these independent states without going into the rest of, of uh, Ukraine. Because, you know, if anything, we learned that in Iraq. You go and you take over a country, Afghanistan, whatever, they don't want you there. You can't maintain that over time anyway. So the smart guys would rather go do a trade deal with them, right? Minimize the casualties, build some goodwill. um, And you'd rather have them as a friendly neighbor than you would as an occupied country. And these are the things that I'm seeing amongst other things that make me believe that the owners are missing the the crest disappearing from the windsor castle is Mm. taken down for example um 300 and some police units that's cars and helicopters went to the estate of the rothschilds in the black forest and um, started digging up the forest um, and and going through the castle the the uh, bank for the vatican was the target of a civil asset forfeiture when Trump was in office. I think it was 2018 or so. And the lead banker was arrested. If these are the owners of this planet, how is any of that possible? How could any of that? Larry Fink, the guy in charge of BlackRock, the acquisition arm of the owners, how is it that he's under investigation by the SEC? How is it that FTX was blown up the... The lady who ran the trading counterparty to FTX, her father's the head of the SEC, and yet it got blown up. Mm. How is it that all of the, um, the derivative exposure, the trillions and trillions of dollars of fake paper ended up on the balance sheet of Credit Suisse and the Qataris bought it? These are all things that are impossible to have happened in 2018, and yet they have happened. So what I'm trying to say to you is something is not, as it appears, even these attacks that we're seeing on, on the United States against the food, against the fuel supply, the you know, water supply, um, the dioxin here in Ohio. You know, those are attacks undoubtedly, but compared to what is possible, baiting Russia into a nuclear exchange is not happening. They are failing. They only got apparently 31% of Americans uh, with the first shot. So I understand from a 10K filed by Pfizer. Um, That's their disclosure to the SEC. Their, Their program, their genocidal program is failing. And we're seeing it. And we see humanity arising. That gives me hope.
0: Are there people within the cabal that are having road to Damascus moments? I think so. Or is this coming? Or is this pressure coming from the outside? Both is hmm. my guess. When you hmm. say the outside, is that a you know?
1: Is that a God thing? Oh, people for like sure.
0: well, that for sure. Above above all else, but um, on the ground, I mean, people like you and I who are trying to spread awareness. And I'm not trying to you know. At least in my case, I'm not trying to talk myself up. But I'm just saying, people. Oh, who but are, you are. But people you are <laughs> people who are awakening. Is what I'm trying to say. That's right. And and thank God for you doing that. You and others like you,
1: because without humanity arising um, and taking it back ourselves in our personal capacities, we cannot survive this. Everybody has the opportunity to frustrate the mission. The mission mm-hmm. is our extinction. Our transhumanism is the mission, and we all have the ability to frustrate that. I'll give you an example, and I, I mentioned it earlier today. And, and so you're very much uh, a, a part of this and, and, frankly, the most critical part. Listen. Um, be- because people have the ability to do something. You know, Colonel Chambers, he was in the Texas National Guard um, in 2020, and his orders were, you go over to this factory, this meat processing factory, and you prepare them for the tests we're going to give them tomorrow, the PCR tests. And Colonel Chambers knew damn well that if those tests happened, they were all going to come back positive and that meat plant would be shut down. So he told the, the, the people in the plant, you know, tomorrow would be a great day for a sick day. Well, sure enough, the test happens the next day. None of, Nobody showed up for the test. Well, you know what? That meat production plant never, never got shut down. That was one man figuring that out. And 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 how would he know if it weren't for you and others like you helping people understand the paradigm, they wouldn't be able to make a difference, a personal difference like that.
0: Listen, I'm just happy to be in the same playground as as people who are on the front line like you compared, I appreciate to, compared to you guys. It's my job waving my arms in the air and saying, hey, check out what these guys are doing. That's the easy part.
1: It, it counts, brother. It, it's, it's the most important part. And I, I look at that from an enforcement point of view. So here we've got the uh, Defense Health Agency, as of Tuesday, next week, will report directly to the uh, WHO, Tedros, and he's going to find a public health emergency of international concern as it relates to Marburg in Africa, and the U.S. military will be tasked with enforcing his edicts, Mm. irrespective of U.S. law. That's, That's the nature of what this amendment to international health regulations looks like. So here is our problem. He can say there's a public health emergency. We fear a Marburg epidemic in the United States, and therefore everybody gets locked down, shut down, everything just like they did before, and start giving people these experimental shots. Mm. They couldn't do that before because it was against human rights, which was part of the WHO's mandate. They've eliminated that language. So mm-hmm. they no longer have that obligation. It's the enforcement that we've got to change. And people in uniform, if they understand what you're saying, if they understand what I'm saying, they have a choice. Each and every one of them has a choice to say, no, I'm not following an unlawful order. No, I don't work for the WHO. I'm not a mercenary. I, I score constitutional oaths, not one to Switzerland and these guys over here. So the, it's the information that counts because without the information, people can't do the right thing.
0: I was very, very encouraged when I heard you speak about a certain Royal family in um, over in Southeast Asia that yeah. has begun an inquiry into this uh, this whole COVID thing. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I can't tell you much about it because I don't know. Um, I was asked to provide some advice um, and, and did that. And my, My advice was, I'm here to help and not hinder. Here's what our criminal complaint looked like. Here's what I would do from a civil perspective. Call on me if you want help. Um, The fact that they were asking is by itself notable. You know, and there are some issues in in that case, as I understand. So, you know, it's public stuff, but um, they're not insurmountable in my in my mind. I am hugely encouraged that that's actually a consideration because heretofore, before that and before Pascal uh, Najati was able to get the Swiss to agree to investigate, we had spent the better part of three years trying to get law enforcement or military anywhere on the planet to investigate it, and none would. I'm talking tens of thousands of complaints filed. One of our, one of our friends um, that we helped, you know, write the criminal complaint with, he had it personally served on the Attorney General of Texas, Mm. who ignored it. So the fact that anybody is looking at this is extraordinarily encouraging. And now you've got a sovereign who has the ability to start a war crimes tribunal in a sovereign nation. And I pray to God that they do that.
0: You know, for a long time, um, well, maybe not a long time, but for for a little while there, I thought that this was strictly about drug companies wanting to make a lot of money. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's that's where it ends. I mean, Pfizer, they're powerful, just to name one company. But how could they get a how could they get 120 countries or whatever it is to go along with? Yeah, this, this wasn't that something like this. It goes a little beyond that a
1: lot beyond that go back to the 1994 cairo population accords where the the countries that met there agreed to kill seven billion people in effect they didn't put it as crudely as i did but that's exactly what they promised to do Mm -hmm. along comes the agenda for the 21st century rising out of that meeting in the rio climate accords and they come up with three three missions three primary missions in the agenda for the 21st century elimination of borders that's the elimination of sovereignty the elimination of private property rights you want nothing to be happy And lastly, a 95% reduction in the world population. This is by international agreement. This isn't made up. They actually went to the trouble of writing this down. Hmm. So it's when a sovereign or that many sovereigns, effectively all of them, said, yeah, we're going to reduce our population, why is it that we would wonder? Why is it we would question it? And if you put yourself in those shoes, Mike, if you were tasked with Eliminating 7 billion people on this planet, how would you go about doing it? When you put yourself in those shoes, you would probably make it a military operation. You would probably have as many people commit suicide as you could without knowing they were committing suicide. You would probably kill them in such a fashion or have them die in such a fashion that it wasn't all at once and that you could drive the narrative so that the the healthy ones would bury the unhealthy ones you would probably love to get every last cent out of their pocket before they die so you make them sick before they die and put them in your health system where you've got hospitals that'll do the job for you and they'll make sure they go out the back end on a on a cot or in a in a hearse rather than coming out the front doors all of that has happened and it's been with military precision Because this has been a military operation the entire time. And when you look at the Department of Defense contracts, it's the DOD that engaged Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson & Moderna. It's not the other way around. Mm. Our Department of Defense and DARPA has been working on hydrogel and mRNA shots for 20 years. 20 years. COVID was just an excuse. It was a pathogen. All of the law says if it's released um, by man or by nature, it doesn't make a difference. The same law applies. Look it up for yourself. 2016, Um, the the citation is 42 CFR parts 70 and 71. And you will see that it took 40 or 50 years worth of, of legal wrangling to get all the pieces in place so that when this public health emergency of international concern was declared, there would be no redress in the courts, that no law enforcement would help you, that the military would be in charge of distributing the drugs, that the media would all be ready to tell everybody you'd better commit suicide because it's safe and effective. This is a military operation. It always has been. And it's um, genocide.
0: Before they before they commit any kind of injustice against us, they first acquire the power to get away with it, right? I mean, they, point. the point—the technology to steal elections, just to name a, a topic, um, has been around for decades probably. But they waited until they had judges in place who weren't going to enforce election <laughs> laws. That's right. Secretaries of state that were going to look the other way when, you, you know, the uh, things... Things happen when cheating happen. And the list goes on and on. Once those pieces of the puzzle are in place, that's when they pull the trigger.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So imagine
0: how long it took them to do that. I mean, this is this has been something that's been in the works for for a long time. And And okay, so to that end, I cover a lot of stories that trouble me. The only one that truly creeps me out down to the bones is this transhumanism thing. And you spend a lot of time talking about that. Um, Tell us about this, this, well, tell us about this research paper from 2001, first of all. um, Yeah. About fifth generation. The NASA Langley research paper. Yeah. uh, About fifth generation warfare.
1: Yeah. So NASA, you know, the National Airspace Administration um, hooked up with Langley, which is otherwise known as the CIA. And they, um, did a, a study on fifth-generation warfare together, and I'm going to send it to you to make sure that you have it. Mm. And on page two, they, they say, we have the technology today to do this in 2025. Here's what 2025, fifth-generation warfare is going to look like. It's, it's symbio, right? It's man-machine, and there's upgrades, and these are super soldiers. But in the very beginning, they say, we have the technology today to do what it is we're saying in 2025, and they actually named the new species Borg. It's on Hmm. page two, B-O-R-G, Borg. How and why? It turns out that a lot of this has to do with quantum physics. Hmm. The cesium-137, we now know for sure because we've tested the samples from shots, um, has a unique property of binding to living tissue and transforming that tissue into a transducer, transmitter, battery, and amplifier, all of those things and more. We know that's in the shots. We know what it does to, to living tissue, including human living tissue. We know that that technology was tested in the military study, 44,000 service members. It's in C459-1001. Look it up yourself. They used an touch e-diary. It's an ePCR device that was reading in real time cellular changes in people. This was 2019. Mm. Right. All of the pieces were in in place and all of that is prophesized, so to speak, in this NASA Langley research paper that says man machines by 2025. Jeez, that's pretty close, isn't it? 2025. There's another one that I'm going to send to you. And it's um it's the Army's own paper on cyborgs. Mm. Again, 2019, this one. And um, sure enough, they they spend some time, energy and money talking about. Um, what are the psychological impacts? What are the societal you know, issues here? We should probably think about those. And they're saying we should think about them. You know, when, when this is in 2050, they say, but it isn't 2050. It's, it's right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's absolutely astounding. I'm going to send to you right this minute. So they've already told us they're going to do it. They already told us that they have the technology it's it's very easy to see the NASA war uh, Warfare paper. I'll give you the exact title, and I will send it to you again to share with people. It's actually called Future Strategic Issues, Future Warfare Circa 2025. The author is Dennis M. Bushnell. He's the chief scientist at the NASA Langley Research Center. Mm. Read through it. It's uh, 113 pages, and it'll blow your mind, and there's something important I want to point out. Mm. And that is In this paper, you will find that they stop referring to people as people, Mm. their assets, their property. So, in my case, Robert V. Austin, what am I alleging to the the court? I'm saying that people that got the shots are now somebody else's chattel property according to existing U.S. law. And what's fascinating about that is I've been making that argument since August 23, 2021. Never once has the DOJ, DOD, HHS, or FDA disagreed with it. They have never denied it. They've never even addressed it. That's deemed admitted in my world, and the court may, in fact, find that to be so. And you have
0: included that in court documents. I remember yes, in I conversations. Have. You've pointed out that no one has addressed that in court documents.
1: We're the only ones. And, and what happens is this: in 1865, we finished a civil war. We found that um, it was reprehensible to own people, so we outlawed it by virtue of the 13th Amendment to our Constitution. And that's my argument to the court. that that these shots are illegal. They're against public policy and they're crimes against humanity because you don't get to own other people. And the way that the law reads today, it's a, it's a case called molecular pathology versus married genetics, 2013 Supreme court case. The holding is use of MRNA to, to effectuate gene modification results in that product. Meaning that Vax person belongs to the patent holders. That's slavery. Mm. And here it is in front of you, future strategic issues of warfare. Um they told us they were gonna do it. We have evidence they did do it, and here we are with people disbelieving that it that it has happened and yet it
0: has. We're here. You know, you, you spend a lot of time um in the insurance world. And I remember um several months ago I heard you talk about how insurance underwriters are preparing or maybe are already dealing with excess death mortality. Excess mortality. That's are right. you still? Are you still seeing that? And, and what can you tell us about that?
1: The answer is yes. Um, there was about 2020. There was a you know, landmark case, albeit in Europe, but the the case held that the life insurance contract was a three million dollar euro three million euro contract, not dollar, um, was not owed from the insurance company to the beneficiaries of a life insurance contract because the court reasoned. That participating in a clinical field trial, an experiment, voided coverage. But it it equated to committing suicide. And suicide, you don't have to pay out claims. So the answer is, yeah, we've seen where um, – it's really in the contracts anyway. If you were to read through a boring insurance contract, you would find sections that deal with ultra-hazardous activities. And you, as an insured swear – I don't jump out of airplanes for a living. You know, I, I don't do ice sculpting with a, with a <laughs> chainsaw for a living because those are inherently dangerous activities. So you swear when you ensure that you don't do those things because they, nobody would cover if, if you did. Those provisions oftentimes include either in expressly or in equivalence. I will not participate in experimental uh, medical trials. Mm. So the I think what you see happening is the big insurance companies are are paying claims i would I would believe I don't have uh, evidence of it right now, but they're being subsidized by the US government. If you're sending over hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine to, to launder it, why wouldn't you you know send a billion over to the insurance companies to make sure nobody gets freaked out about these claims? Um, but there are companies that deny these claims and you don't hear about them because. The other feature of of contracts and insurance is it's binding arbitration. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem with your insurance company, you don't get to sue them in a court. You must go to binding arbitration, which is a private court. Nobody ever publishes those opinions. Nobody ever hears about it. They just get screwed. Sorry, no money for you.
0: Mm. Are you encouraged by the fact that the military mandate um, for the vaccines was dropped recently? Hugely. and Yeah,
1: hugely. And, And the reason why, is It wasn't our lawsuit. It wasn't the other lawsuits. Those helped. But really what it was was the service member, then service members themselves saying, no, they stood up, they fought, they papered the holy hell out of the DOD. They slowed them down. Um, and at the end of the day, when they stood their ground and said, fine, get rid of me if you want to, I'm not taking your damn shot, it caused a 25% hole in our military. And that's when Congress realized not only do we have a, a, a real uh, readiness problem, the real one is we don't have people to do these jobs. Um, but the, the other part is recruitment was down also by 25 re- percent. They couldn't replace them. Mm-hmm. So Congress had to act. And when you see the military response to it, it's absolutely disgusting. Rescind means to put people back as they were to make them whole. That has not happened. That's the language in the law. The DOD, uh, instead, they said, OK, we won't do mandatory shots anymore. But if we screwed you and we kicked you out of the military and we stole your pension, we're not giving it back. Good luck. Mm. That is not rescinding the mandate. That's amending it.
0: And so these these service members at this point are, are out of luck.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So what are you going to do? Sue the government Enjoys enjoy s- sovereign immunity? Yeah. So you are limited in your recourse. There's something called the Ferris Doctrine. So you as a soldier don't get to sue your employer for ultra-hazardous jobs because your job is inherently dangerous. You you can have a recovery of damages as it relates to medical malpractice alone. Other than that, you cannot sue
0: the military. So the answer is, yeah, they're screwed you know you um shared information with me um several months ago on a topic that i think is grossly underreported the danger that these vaccines present to the nation's pilots of yeah. commercial airlines um tell us tell us where we are on that because i know that you know of several pilots who have come forward and are really kind of trying to raise the the red flag on this thing
1: Well, it's more than that. We have a very senior FAA whistleblower who came forward, um, filed a complaint with the Inspector General of the Department of Transportation. His name is Bruce McGray, by the way. It's very public. He provided under the whistleblower statute his complaint to Senator Johnson, amongst others. And we got a a note back from the Inspector General of the Department of Transportation saying, you know, thank you. No, thank you. It was like a sentence. We're not going to do anything. Since that point in time, other whistleblowers in the FAA have come forward, and, and the issue boils down to this. As a pilot, and I happen to be one of them, when you get your medical examination, the way that the law reads, the the aero aeromedical examiner's guide, that's their Bible, that's their law, says that, You can't even take a newly approved drug. So if you've had a a drug of any kind that's not been on the market for more than a year as a pilot, as an air traffic controller, a medical certificate holder, you are prohibited from using it. Now we're talking about experimental drugs, not ones that have been approved by the FDA and in the market for a year or more. They changed the AME guidelines and effectively said, you know, they're fine. You can take the COVID shots. What happened to Notice and Comment, the Administrative Procedures Act? What happened to all of those regulations that have to go through a robust process of doctors who say, hey, this may be not a good idea? They just stuck the thing in there and said, okay, here's the new law. And so now we've got pilots flying around. I, mean, I think it's more than 30% of them. Um, and this is not just – this is empirical evidence. This is from the AMEs, the flight surgeons, have myocarditis, pericarditis, or other maladies. The FAA is now issuing special medical certificates for people with heart problems.
0: Mm.
1: They're getting a waiver. They're allowed to fly an airplane when they have fatal heart disease. They could die any minute. And we see it actually happening these days. And the FAA is telling them, the flight surgeons, go ahead and give them a certificate. It's absolutely absurd. So we filed a a second whistleblower complaint. um, I believe it was actually Monday. And that's gone to the chief uh, flight surgeon, her, her name is Northrop, Dr. Northrop, who I understand is vaccine injured. Mm. Hey, doctor, how how come you changed? The, there's a EKG test that happens when you're over 40 in a pilot, mm. and they measure the, the intervals between your heartbeats. If it was 200 or more, here to four, that's it. You failed it. You don't get your certificate. You can't fly airplanes. Unilaterally, the FAA changed that to 300 units, from 200 units to 300 units. That's a 50% difference, and now you got people flying around with sick hearts, and they did that unilaterally without any consultation from the medical people that would that would be responsible for that. So they're, it looks to me, Mike, that they're trying to cause a huge air disaster, and I have reasons I would say that. Um, I was doing some criminal defense work in Europe a couple of years ago, and I found that the, the One of the European nations had um, planned on closing all the airports but one by 2030 and that there would be no commercial flights or airports in that part of Europe in 2050. I assume it was for all of Europe. So it looks to me like this is an attack on our airline industry, which makes sense if you're moving everybody into these smart cities, 15-minute cities. You don't want people flying around the world now, do you? You want them confined in their little cell block.
0: Isn't there also a movement now to... um... Remove the co-pilot from most flights and That's just right. have one solitary pilot. That's right. So they're coming at us from all angles is basically what's happening here. That's right.
1: And it's not just the pilots. It's the air traffic controllers. Again, our senior FAA whistleblower goes into Atlanta Center or Jacksonville Center. You know, these are big warehouses full of controllers. Mm -hmm. um and the walls are filled full of controllers who cannot do their job they're just sitting there doing administrative work because they cannot control the airplanes they they have lost their their faculties to do that so they just sit on the sidelines
0: todd you cover a lot of stories and not just superficially you're you're in depth on a lot of these things um what keeps you up at night what are you worried about the most what front should we concentrate on the most over the next several months here it's a fantastic
1: question. Central bank digital currencies. Mm. This is programmable money. It is being tied in. Remember I told you about the EPCR device? Yeah. FTX in the Bahamas was designed to become the carbon cr- credit trading platform for biorhythms, debits and credits of people's biorhythms. Too much carbon, Mike. You can't have um, steak next month. <laughs> right. You can't travel. Right. They are turning those into blockchain, all based on the central bank digital currencies, much like China has. If you see people in China and they got their their money on their you know their phone, right? Right, that's how they pay for things. Right. They can't go more than five kilometers from their house without permission, and their money doesn't work if they eat too much meat. Sorry, no meat for you. That's programmable money, and they had that in play for all of us, along with. Bill Gates patent, it's uh, 2060606, um, mm-hmm. which turns people into cloud computing nodes, batteries, and, um, and crypto miners for Bill Gates. He'll pay you these digits through the central bank digital currency. But money, the beautiful part about money, as we know it, the medium of exchange is it's portable. Um, it, people recognize it as value. It's a medium of exchange, people agree. And most importantly, it's anonymous. Right. None of that happens going forward if we don't preserve cash. They will control every facet of our lives. It's just like the Bible says: mark of the beast. You know, you know, you can't trade um, anything without the mark of the beast. What do you, we think these shots are? Right, they were right. all tied in for this very reason. So, cash Fridays, try and do cash every day. Never, ever, ever agree to central bank digital currency. That is what keeps me awake at night.
0: That's, uh, I mean, it's game over if that. It's game that over. Happens. That's right. Well, listen, Todd, it's never enough time when we um, when we get together. But I want to appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to to come by and make us a little bit smarter on on all these issues. Please tell the folks where they can keep up with you. Are you online?
1: Yeah, Well, more and more. So, um, VaxChoice V A X Choice and now we're doing a uh, weekly symposium. So I did a Q and A today for an hour. It's Fridays at 12.30 um, Eastern time. And, and it's on Cloud Hub. So if you go to Vax just Vax Choice on Cloud Hub, you'll find it. I always do work with Truth for Health Foundation. That's truthforhealth.org. And then my law firm, um, which we're busy helping people escape the shots, meaning all of them, including childhood vaccines, is DRA, um, it's Disabled Rights Advocates. It's DRadvocates.com. And we're there to help people, so we're in any way we can help humanity, that's what our mission is, and you're part of it, brother, so
0: <laughs> thank you for doing this i i I appreciate it in every sense of the word. can't wait to to talk to you again.
1: just do, do it more all right. all
0: right God bless man. God bless.